Doc Rivers continues to time and time again not get it when it comes to getting... Oh! Let him play! You bet one one bone to win 19. I'm just, where, what site do you use where you can actually bet one buck? I, they let you do 50 cent bets. Oh my goodness, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally like he dropped Superman down like the drain. Comes out and like, God damn it, Superman. <laughs> I don't know, honey. I don't know where he got that from. From Los Angeles, this is Dave in the City, part of the Dit Cow Sports Network. Now, here's Dave Medina. Good evening, sports fans, and a pleasure to have you here for the Dit Cow Football Show. Good to have you with us from the Dave in the City studios at the home of champions, Southern California. It is March Madness time here. In the sports world, and uh, in addition to that, we have some huge NFL transactions to break down tonight. Joining us for the discussion of these NFL topics is our good friends John in Connecticut and and uh, Ron in New Jersey, both on the call with, uh, with us tonight. So let's introduce them one by one. Then after we get done with football talk for tonight, uh, we'll segue into some college basketball talk for which John will hang on with us. And uh, I'm ranking too if you want, but uh, but but certainly John, it, we 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 will anticipate will be part of that. So uh, let's introduce everyone first. Uh, Andy's on assignment. Andy is out having some fun at the links in Las Vegas. Good luck to him in his little uh, tor- tournament scenario. I hope that's going well for him and his buddies. Uh, but uh, let's begin. Let's first say hello to our good friend uh, John in Connecticut. It's it's been a little bit. How's it going, John? What's new with you? Must be excited over at uh, Packerland and everything. Oh yeah, Dave. Seeing that news break yesterday uh, was definitely definitely good to hear um, that Rodgers is coming back for you know all of the the playoff heartbreak over the past I don't know how many years. Like you know he's going to get into that position. Like one of these days they're going to get over the hump in the next four years, hopefully. Because you know as we'll talk about, I'm sure in this show and as we go on um, through the off season into the season, the NFC is pretty freaking weak right now. Um, you know with Brady retiring. Uh, you know, Drew Brees is gone. Uh, you know, they just traded Russell Wilson. Like, who's left in the NFC? It's basically Aaron Rodgers. To I mean, I guess the Rams are still have, have a good team. But, I mean, it's all there for them. I'm not surprised he, he came back. The writing was kind of on the wall when they uh, brought back his quarterback coach from years ago. But, anyway, I'm, I'm rambling. Very excited about uh, that and happy to be here to, to, break it, to break it down with you, Dave. So, yeah, glad to be back. Well, it's nice to have you back, John. And uh, and likewise, good to have our friend Ron in New Jersey back. You know, as uh, John said, the, the NFC is just that much weaker with Russell Wilson getting traded to the Broncos. And what a big day that was for the Broncos, too. I mean, an incredible move. Um, so, Ron, welcome back to the program. How's it going tonight? Hey, Dave. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. You know, um, it's exciting that we get to talk a little bit more in depth about these NFL transactions. And I, I think it's just a nice... It's a nice thing to keep our spirits warm in uh, in weather for a lot of the country that's not that warm. I heard it was snowing in New York today, which is, I wouldn't say it's a banana. Little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right on. But you know, know what? We it, it was like 70 degrees on Monday. So, oh, okay, uh, okay. You so know, cool. it's, 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 it's that time of the year where it's like, you know, you get one day is freezing cold and snow and the next day is is kind of warm so we're just uh you know we're biding our time until um you know we get to the the spring and the summer and uh, i guess with no baseball probably this year (laughs) 
we need uh we need all these uh we need march madness and football yeah you know now more than ever <laughs> certainly do and it's a, yeah you're right these this the juice in march madness is coming at a very good time um yeah i think they made it official they canceled the first two weeks of the baseball season and honestly i just say good riddance like they, they can't get out of their own way that sport so anyway but nice to see you again and uh you too yeah thank you um and i uh, hope you're well ron i and uh, all the best let's go talk about aaron Rodgers. this is a fantastic this is a big moment um, and I think John's right. I, I, I'm not really surprised at it either. I mean, I figured one way or another they were going to get it done. And so here we are with his contract extension. It's really, it's huge. It's uh, what I think I saw $200 million with $153 million of that guaranteed over a four-year period. So yeah, that's a, that's a lot of money. Um, but uh, let's go to John first and get your thoughts on the Rodgers scenario. Obviously big news. And uh, it was the only, it was a sensible thing to do. And uh, I think a lot of us saw it coming. So, John, let's go to you first for your thoughts on Rodgers. Well, that's not my money, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like I said before, the writing was kind of on the wall, even though it was just a heartbreaking loss to the 49ers and just the way the entire season ended. I mean, for the second year in a row, like I'm sitting there watching the Super Bowl thinking, my God, the Packers should be winning the Super Bowl right now. Um, but obviously it didn't happen. But, you know, they were so close that, like, they, they – dominated the league all year and like where else would he, he have gone to to win a championship if that's all he wants right now i'm assuming um like if he gets traded to the afc I and mean, the afc is completely stacked right now with quarterbacks it's just gonna be a much tougher path and really they they did improve relations with the front office over the uh course of last season um you know he had some input on some personnel moves i mean bringing back randall cobb i mean i would have never done that in a million years but him and uh, Cobb were best friends, and he had some input on making that decision and getting him back to the team. So, um, you know, that was kind of a, a signal of how relations were improving with the front office. And that was really the whole problem. I mean, you know, you saw how how much, you know, he loves his teammates, like him and LaFleur, despite what people might want to say, have a great relationship. And really, LaFleur turned his game around because after the 20 – uh, 17 and 2018 seasons when he had some really, really poor performances. I mean, that was due to McCarthy and his just archaic scheme. That was kind of one of the reasons they drafted Jordan Love. And, you know, then he goes on to have back-to-back -back MVP seasons. You just can't let a guy like that walk who's going to still play at a high level for at least another, you know, probably for the length of his contract, which is like four years. I, I didn't, I mean, I did see that about the proposed money in the deal, but I don't know if that's hundred percent accurate. Because that's what, you know, Rappaport and Schefter and all those guys were tweeting about. But, um, you know, uh, Rogers is like, you know, Pat McAfee's biggest uh, fan and, and source. And he was like, well, no, that's not true. Like that the, the money is is not uh, what's being reported. But in any event, I'm sure it's a cap friendly deal so they can able to do all the other stuff that they need to do. I mean, they just franchised Devontae Adams. So he's coming back. So they're bringing the band back together. Um, they they hired they also hired uh, Basaccia from the Raiders to be their special teams coach. So hopefully that'll turn things around for them. They can actually fucking get a punt off in the playoffs next year when you know they need to win the game. Um, so yeah, I mean it was it was a huge move and really I think it was the only it was the right move. I mean obviously I would have been very disappointed if he left, but I would have been surprised too because like I said, where else was he going to go that was going to give him the chance to win 
a championship next year. Um, you know, it was certainly a bit of a challenge if you said he went to Denver. Or, uh, you know, Tennessee would have been interesting. I mean, I can imagine him with like AJ Brown and Julio Jones and like Derrick Henry. Like that would be a scary team. But um, you know, I, I think it was the right the right call for all parties in the end. So I'm obviously as a Green Bay fan, I'm I'm very happy today. No, and 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 a good and good stuff for Packer fans all around. I mean, I'm I'm happy for it on your behalf too, John. I think it's really cool. So uh, let's go to Ron. Let's get your thoughts on the on the Rogers new contract. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, John broke it down perfectly. But uh, you know, let me start first by saying, I mean, again, this just shows why the NFL is is just king. Um, you know, because, you know, the, the Super Bowl was what, uh, you know, just about a month ago. Um, yeah. You know, and, and you kind of had like a week or two where the NFL like sat back and they weren't, you know, involved in the, uh, the headlines or anything. And then you had the combine um, and ramping up and, and the actual combine last week, which, you know, uh, you know, as boring as it is, I mean, it gets a ton of, um you know, hits on social media and it gets better ratings than you think. Uh, so, you know, they had that. And then, you know, you have kind of like a day or two to breathe after that. And then you get the Rogers news, which just, you know, completely took over any other sports headlines that you could, uh, you could think of. So, I mean, it's the NFL really is, it's a year round um, headline maker. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's really like, even the off season is, it's just crazy. I mean, there's something new every day. Um, so I, I was, I, I wasn't shocked when I saw the Rogers news yesterday. I mean, like John said, the writing was on the wall. Uh, you, you've been hearing, um, you know, the rumors like the past week that they were close to getting, uh, the, the mega deal done or, you know, agreeing to come back. So, um, but he's right. I mean, it, it was in the best interest of both parties. Uh, you know, like he said, the NFC is really, um, you know, void of, of any super team or any, um, you know, mega team that, you know, is unbeatable. Um, so, you know, in, in that sense, I mean, Roger's best bet to get to the Super Bowl was coming back to Green Bay. And, and I think Green Bay um you know they obviously know that too i mean it's it's a quarterback driven league i mean you saw today that the redskins um you know panic commanders now uh after losing out on russ wilson and they uh you know they went in all all in on carson wentz yeah so, i mean yeah you know when you're talking about carson wentz being one of the top quarterbacks you know in the conference i mean it's it's pretty barren there in the nfc this year uh, coming up unless something changes. Um, so, you know, I, I think him going back to green Bay and, and like John said, they're, they're franchising Devonte Adams. I mean, you think about that team, they have, uh, uh, Dylan and Jones at running back. They have Adams coming back. Um, you know, they, they have a, a decent defense. I mean, you saw, uh, Rashawn Gary turn it on, uh, last year and, you know, they have all the pieces in place to, to make a, a serious run at the Super Bowl, not only next year, but for the next uh, couple of years as well. So why not make it work? Um, and, and you did. He, you know, he's 100% right. Like, you saw that relationship kind of uh, unthaw as the year went on last year. Uh, you know, he, he he bought back Randall Cobb. You know, they it was kind of – you could tell that they were, they were, they were getting on the, the same page and – 
you know, they had probably cleared the air uh, behind the scenes and the team stuck by him with all the, the COVID nonsense. So, uh, you know, it, good, good for him, good for them. Um, I can tell you this, and, and this is a funny story. My little guy, uh, you know, my oldest son loves the Jaguars for some reason. I can <laughs> never figure that out. But you think that's uh, gonna stick? That's uh, funny. He, yeah, he's he's a big Jaguars guy. But my little guy, uh, for Christmas, he actually asked for an Aaron Rodgers jersey. So he's he's into he's into Rodgers and the and the Packers. So ah. uh, not the Jets, smart, but it's smart a smart kid. It is a smart kid. It was was either that or the Jets, so he went with the Packers. Nah, it was a good call. (laughs) Yeah, so to be fair, I'm rooting for him for the, uh, you know, for the next couple years for sure. Right on. Well, I have the I I, one more thing, you know, just to tie this all together, and I think you guys would appreciate this. You're talking about, um, talking about, uh. Went. I think the, the the really neat thing, the really funny thing I got from our friend Jacob Rosales Hunt in the you know he retweeted something, and he said Washington Super Bowl odds before this trade, fifty to one. Washington Super Bowl odds after this trade, fifty to one. <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> that just gives. You I'm a... not sure how much of an upgrade he is over yeah. Taylor Heineke. To be honest, I was going to say like, is he really that much better than Heineke? Like, okay, maybe he's a little better in terms of like arm strength and maybe a little more accurate, but I mean, he's like a statue. Yeah. Like at least Heineken can move around a little bit and create some plays out of nothing. Yeah. I, I don't understand that one. Like the Colts, they tra- essentially, like if you look at the trade they did for Wentz last year, it's like, they, it, it just makes no sense. The, the, like they completely lost. Like they were so dumb on the trade. Like I, you have to, the draft picks that went back and forth. Um, yeah. It was just a huge failure on their part, but um, I will say the name Commanders sounds like it's from some fake fictional movie, <laughs> like you know, you know, like that. That <laughs> seriously, like it was it's dumb. Like from, it's you'd be so watching, dumb. like you know, watching a movie about football. It's like a fictional team. Oh yeah, we're gonna kick the Commanders' ass this weekend. Like yeah, okay. <laughs> Their replacement so, three. Such a ridiculous thing. Either that or something like the XFL. Like that's I would expect that. <laughs> so true. Like one of those uh, secondary leagues, basically. <laughs> I love it. Hey, John, I just saw that Virginia Tech won at the buzzer, but that's still good news for me, at least, because I had Clemson plus four and a half. Yeah, I, I actually had him in a money line parlay, so I'm very happy today. Oh, wow. Oh, I got so, you. Okay, yes, okay. I was like just like bemoaning another team melting down here in the last <laughs> few minutes. But, um, yeah, but we digress. So we're both winners here, Dave. Cool, so cool. I'm okay. Happy. <laughs> no, I'm glad it worked out for both of us. That's great. That that's that, that yeah. That would have sucked if they lost after all that because they were up by a lot. They were up by like nine in the uh, you know just like ten minutes to go in the game. Okay, so back to football. Um, the other thing we wanted to talk about. I, I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on Wentz. That that was kind of ridiculous. But um, meaning not 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 talking about it, but just the idea that they would basically pay more money for basically the same quarterback. <laughs> like, that's what I'm talking. But as far as uh, Russell Wilson. What a move for the Broncos! Like this is a big, this is a big get. I, I think they're going to be in for a lot of of juice this year because we were talking about how good the defense was for that for that team recently, and um, I think if that stays together, and there are some rumblings about Von Miller going back too. So altogether, I think it's a pretty cool spot. Seattle, I don't get it. I'm not going to swing it back to you, Ron. Let me get your thoughts on this trade. I I know that they things were souring between those two sides, but um, do you think Seattle should have tried harder to keep him? What do you think about the trade? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure we'll hear something, um, you know, behind the scenes 
you know, that there was, and we have seen, you know, heard like leaks of it the past couple of years where the relationship between him and Carol's gone a little sour. Uh, you know, honestly, I, I think they were in the position where they knew, uh, you know, it was either continue to, to win eight or nine games at best, um, paying Russell Wilson and, and basically, you know, forming a, a ragtag group of guys around him or, uh, decide that it's time to move on because they, they, a, they, they don't have the, um, the draft picks or, uh, the salary cap room to actually build or improve on the team and, uh, and make, you know, a, a better push. Um, so I, I get it from that perspective. I, I think their best scenario probably would have been to keep them for another year and hope they catch lightning in a bottle. And he, uh, he stayed healthy and, and they could possibly make a, another run. I mean, let's look at uh, San Francisco last year. I mean, halfway through the season, you didn't think that was a team that was going to be in the NFC title game. So uh, anything could happen. And, and they, you know, obviously they were probably better off keeping him, but uh, uh, you know, they made the decision to move on. Um, yeah. I, I thought the, the return they got back from Denver was, was pretty good. I mean, two first round picks, two mm-hmm. second round picks, um, Noah Fant is a good player. Um, you know, it's, but the, you know, uh, you know, once you get past that, it becomes, you know, good for Seattle. They got, uh, you know, picks and stuff back, but who's their quarterback, you know, because uh, right now it's, it's Geno Smith and Drew Locke there. And I mean, they're not winning games with Geno Smith and Drew Locke. So, uh, you know, either they, they take a gamble on one of the kids coming out this year or, uh, you know, they go with one of those guys and, you know, the, the franchise is going to be set back until they find another Russell Wilson. Um, and, and that's just not going to, you know, happen overnight. So that's, you know, I, I get it from both perspectives, but, uh, you know, I, I, I still say they probably should have hung on to him, tried to make it work and, and, make, and went for another run. Um, you know, from, from Denver's perspective, I mean, why not take a shot? I mean, they haven't been able to find a quarterback since Peyton, uh, Peyton Manning left. Uh, it seems like they have a new guy every year. They try to 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 bring out there and and be the answer, and they just can't find it. And I, and I, I do think that they were, uh, you know, they they were probably um, negotiating with Green Bay and Seattle uh, at the same time, trying to put together their best uh, package for for Rodgers or uh, or Wilson. And uh, you know, I don't think it's coincidence that the Rodgers news broke, and then an hour later. Uh, you know, you get the the Wilson trade there. I, I know that uh, Denver came out and said, or, uh, you know, there was no correlation there, but I find that hard to believe. Um, but, you know, they, they get a, they get their franchise quarterback. They lose some draft capital, capital, but, uh, you know, they got a team that can compete now. The only problem with them is they're in a division with the Chiefs and the Chargers and the Raiders aren't bad. Uh, and they have the Bills and, and the Ravens yep. and the Bengals who are who are pretty good and the Titans. All the quarterbacks. Um, wow. Yeah. So you, yeah. You, I mean, the AFC is stacked. So it's it's not like uh, they're an instant Super Bowl contender, at least not in my opinion. Um, but you know, the the funny thing about the trade too is you can make the argument that uh, uh, the Jamal Adams trade from the uh, the Jets to the Seahawks really. Um, you know, force this to happen because Seattle traded, you know, two first round picks for uh, Jamal Adams, which, which essentially, you know, wiped out their, um, you know, their pool of draft picks and they, they paid him to be the highest paid safety last year 
uh, and gave them a, a big chunk of the salary cap. So they basically hamstrung uh, with uh, Wilson as their quarterback. And like I said, they, they didn't have any room to make moves or improve the roster. So uh, I do think it came down to the uh, decision, you know, do we keep, uh, you know, pushing on with Wilson and, and you know, he's unhappy and, uh, you know, we at best maybe get a one and done in the playoffs or do we decide to, to blow it all up? And they decided to blow it all up. Yeah, I mean, I know that was the general idea, and it it, it made uh, it made a lot of sense. But but I was just hearing from my friends, my other friends, that they could have rebuilt with Russ with Russ. So for me, I feel like they missed out on an opportunity to win sooner. So it's kind of it's I don't know. I, I think it's an unfortunate situation. I guess that's just how much the bad how bad the blood was. So too bad, I guess, for Seattle's sake. Um, they did get a lot of good pricks, like you mentioned. Uh, I, I, I think you, just to recap for everybody, two first rounders, two second rounders, and a fourth rounder. And I, if I remember correctly, that's all in the same years. That's all for this coming draft. So that's going to be much juice for us to talk about, Ron. Let's go back to John. Let's get your thoughts on the Russ trade as well. I mean, this is, uh, he's not, he's a lot younger than Rogers. So I think he's going to be built to stay as long as he can stay out of injuries, which is not an easy thing to sit to do but um, could be a good spot. What do you think? What do you think, John? Yeah, huge trade. Um, very interesting for both sides. I mean, Denver is just in, you know, the they're on the, the hamster wheel of just rotating quarterback after quarterback after quarterback and not getting anywhere. So, I mean, why not take a, a chance like this? I mean, in the NFL, unless you have, you know, unless your defense is unbelievably good, like, you know, I'm not even going to use the 85 Bears or the 2000 Ravens as an example, but like an elite elite defense that can carry to the Super Bowl, and it's that's really hard to build these days. The way the NFL is uh, designed, just to to have offense dominate. So uh, you need to have a quarterback that gets you in position, as Andy likes to say, in position to be in position, position. to be in position, or something like that. Some crazy <laughs> he likes to, he likes to tweet out, um, but you know, but that's the whole thing. You want to be like, be in the playoffs with a chance. And it's been proven over a number of years lately. You just got to get there. And if you have a quarterback capable of making the plays to, to, to win the game and make the Super Bowl, then, you know, go for it. And Russell Wilson is, is definitely one of those guys. I think he had regressed a little bit in the past few years, but I mean, that could be for a lot of reasons. I mean, their offensive line in Seattle is just, was just annually just a complete, dumpster fire so that was not great uh to work with that i mean the running game i mean uh, you know i'll talk about seattle in a minute but like you know you thought seattle ran the ball too much before like what are they gonna do now um you know they kind of leaned on their running game and really didn't have a uh, they were just rotating running backs in and out um so like he wasn't i mean the, the years they went to the super bowl i mean that defense was unbelievable and that really helped ross obviously and it just it just kind of slipped uh, slipped since then and didn't get the support from the offensive line or the running game and coaching too. I mean, Pete Carroll's kind of lost his fastball, I would say over the past um, so many years. I mean, he makes a lot of curious in-game decisions. So, you know, he's definitely the kind of quarterback. I think it, it definitely works good for Denver. I mean, they have a, a nice young core of receivers and a, and a good defense. And I, you know, I, I feel so dumb right now, but who is their new coach in Denver? I, I was drawing a blank. Oh, I know right. Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, oh, that's right. He's from the Packers. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. 
See, I don't know how that's going to work out because literally he did not call a single play. I mean, LaFleur is calling all the plays. I mean, obviously he's involved in like design and uh, play, um, you know, game planning and that kind of thing. But I don't know. We'll see about that. I mean, he could be, he could be another Vic Fangio. Who knows? But I guess in this day and age, you'd rather have someone dedicated more so to the offensive side of the ball. But hey, you got to give the guy a chance. But um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that how that works out. Um, so then I guess for Seattle, yeah, who's going to be their quarterback next year? I mean, <laughs> Drew Locke or, or uh, Geno Smith, that's a that's a rough choice. Um, I mean, I could see them maybe taking a chance on Malik Willis. I mean, he's dry, he's really going up draft boards right now out of Liberty. Um, Kenny Pickett, I, I, I like him personally. I would draft him in the first round. I mean, Willis, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm digressing into the draft right now, but my point is Seattle could take a chance on one of those guys. I mean, there's also some veterans that are still out there, but I don't know if they'd want to sign another veteran quarterback. Like they could bring in Bridgewater. Um, he's always good for like a one-year kind of deal. Um, is Fitzpatrick still in on contract with the commanders? Because he would be the perfect guy to come in for one year. I imagine he's not because they just traded for Wentz. I'd have to yeah, look think into He's a free agent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would make sense for him maybe to go there for a year. I mean, he's a good plug-and-play guy for – you know, for a season. So, I mean, they got some options. There's definitely going to be some more quarterback movement here in the next, what, next month. You know, but. what about uh, Marcus Mariota? I oh, mean, yeah, that's right. From that area, you know, yep, he's yep. a free agent. Yeah. You know, that he's be better than who they have now. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Story. You know, actually, I did see someone, like, you know, one of the graphics people put on Twitter, like, who, you know, which, which team is getting which quarterback? And they said Mariota to go to the Steelers, which was interesting to me. Um, I don't know. We'll see about that. They definitely need a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, do you want Mason Rudolph starting next season? No, (laughs) no, no. Right? Like, yeah, Yeah. I don't think so. (laughs) Kenny Pickett going from Pitt University to Pitt, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. That would be interesting. That'd be awesome. But I I mean, the odds of that, I don't know. I mean, he's good. uh, Dave, we didn't mention yet the biggest quarterback potential news is that the Giants might be going after Mitch Trubisky. So. You know, let's let's let's, oh get, let's get that signing happening. That's the new podcast. That's next week's podcast. Just oh my right, exactly. Outward <laughs> dedicated to that signing. My goodness, Jesus. Um, but yeah, it was, that was a, a blockbuster trade, and uh, I don't know. I mean, you can't say who won it right now, clearly, because you know you're not going to know what Seattle's going to do with their picks. But Denver's a relevant team for next year, and man. That's going to be a heck of a division with yeah. those four teams. Um, you know, Denver, Kansas City. Vegas and uh, and the Chargers. I mean, you know, anyone's anyone's game there. So yeah, uh, definitely an interesting trade, and we'll see what Seattle ends up doing with their their quarterback. I love it. Yeah, a lot of decisions to be made too for the remaining teams. And now, what's left on the table, John in Connecticut, is Jimmy Garoppolo and Ron in New Jersey. I'm curious as to what you all think he's going to end up going now, because like a lot of people thought he was going to go to the Commanders. And now that they traded for Wentz, that's one less domino for them to work with. So um, I know he's going somewhere. I don't think he's staying with San Francisco. Wait, where do you all think that Garoppolo will end up going after this? Well, he could go with the Colts. But again, like yeah. you're swapping Wentz for Garoppolo. That doesn't make much sense to me. I yeah. think it's an upgrade, know. though, for what it's worth, even if it's a, if it's a marginal one. I do think it's an upgrade, though, because his arm strength is a little it's, better. But no, you're the, right. The problem with it. 
I, I do think the Colts uh, make the most sense, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they have the uh, – they gave up all their draft picks for uh, for Wentz. Right. And I know they got, you know, a third rounder back for uh, uh, from Washington, but uh, I could see a team like uh, Pittsburgh or, uh, you know, even uh, Tampa Bay if, if they wanted to just flip a first rounder for them and the Colts wouldn't be able to match that. That's right. I've completely forgot about like Brady for a second that he's retired. So the Bucks have yeah. nobody right now. Right. That's rough. Yeah. yeah. They have Kyle Trask. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that guy sucks. <laughs> Just got to say it. I mean, yeah. I mean, who knows? Like, he could end up starting week one. Like, it's just, it's fascinating. Like, all these teams have, like, literally no quarterbacks yeah. right now. Like, there's yeah. only those top, like, eight to 10 quarterbacks. And then there's just, like, all this, this movement. It's crazy. And it gives the Steelers a little bit of hope just because the commanders are no longer one of the options for Garoppolo. So that's what you're hoping for if you're a Steelers fan like myself. Like, maybe we can get Garoppolo now. And honestly, that wouldn't be terrible. Like, after watching Ben for the last two years, I think that might actually work out. But but get, but all that being said, I, I don't know. There's going to be – it's going to be very interesting next few weeks, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I don't know what to, I don't know what to think at this point. Everybody was so sure he was going to... Well, like you said, it could be Indianapolis. We'll see. Um, it, I, I saw that Alejandro Villanueva just t- retired, too, on the ticker. So, happy trails to him. He was a great lineman for a while. It's a bummer that he had to retire, you know. But he had a good career. Um, Ron, anything else you want to discuss from the world of the offseason? You mentioned you mentioned, uh, you mentioned the Combine. You mentioned some other scenarios. Anything you wanted to bring up before, before we segue to the uh, college basketball stuff? Yeah, you know, we, we're probably going to have to have a show next week uh, <laughs> if, oh. <laughs> uh, if, if you're available because uh, free agency starts on, yeah. uh, I think, Monday okay. of, of next week. So, yeah. I mean, if any, if, if, if this week's any indication, I mean, next week is going to be, uh, you know, just as crazy yeah. with the NFL. And, and you're going to see a, a ton of movement. And, uh, you know, this day, next week, we might, you know, see – six or seven different quarterbacks in, in different, you know, cities. So, uh, and that's, like I said, that's the thing with the NFL there, they keep themselves in the headlines year round. Um, and you can, you can make the argument, uh, you know, I've seen this too, that, uh, you know, that Calvin Ridley stuff, um, you know, popped up on Monday and, uh, and you started getting the, uh, the, the trades and the signings, uh, yesterday. So who knows if that was, uh, you know, the conspiracy theorists will say that that's a Goodell, you know, uh, you know, kind of push that stuff out there to, to bury the Ridley story because it made the league look a little bad. But, uh, you know, they're not dumb. They they keep them, you know, they keep the league in the headline um, day in and day out. Yeah. And, you know, we give, you know, give certainly gives everybody uh, a reason to, to tune in. No, no doubt, no doubt, and and credit to the NFL's ability to market its players, such that <laughs> baseball take notes. Yeah. But but seriously, like we know about all these names, we know about Wentz, we know about Garoppolo, we know about we know about Rogers, we know about Ross, like we know about all these guys, and I think it's a tribute to how well they market their player. I mean, maybe maybe it's not necessarily their credit, but they we just somehow the coverage of the sport lets us know about it. So obviously they're doing something right. And uh, we care, just like with the NBA offseason, same thing. Like we get interested. Oh, where is LeBron going? Where is Russ going? Where is Kyrie going? Where is all? Where all? Where is Durant going? Like we care because these guys move the needle, 
And I think uh, we're seeing it here with the NFL too. So you're absolutely right, Ron. Like I think they do a great job of marketing their their the draft and all their players and everything. And, and, and Dave, not to not to interrupt, but you're right too about baseball because I mean, if you I know they're in the lockout now, but yeah. uh, even if they weren't in the lockout, I mean, when they when the lockout started, I mean, uh, half the free agents uh, and, and half the big name free agents weren't even signed. Yeah. Um, so you don't even know, like, uh, and I couldn't tell you, you could name me a free agent. I wouldn't even be able to tell you what team they're on, you know, and that's, uh, uh yeah. you know, that, that's not something that bodes well for uh, a sport that needs to, you know, entice a, you know, a, a broader audience, uh, to follow their product. So, yeah. uh, yeah, definitely, uh, NFL is, is king at that for sure. You're right. I, I think the point I would make as far as baseball is that, Getting out of the lockout is only the beginning. They've got so far to go just to become a viable yeah. product for a long period of time. And yeah. I, th- I think they're in a big heap of trouble, to be honest. Anyway, John, anything else on your radar as far as the offseason that you want to point out before we uh, segue into college basketball stuff? Uh, no, I mean, we've covered the big news um, in terms of, like, transactions. I mean, we don't need to go into Calvin Ridley. He's just an idiot. Um, <laughs> you know, seriously, just like, why, like, you know, I don't know. Just, you you, you know, I see people, like, trying to, to defend him. It's just the same thing. Like, if you work for a company, you can't, like, do insider trading of, of their stocks. It's like, it just bet on basketball like if you if you want to gamble on something i'm sure that's fine like you can't bet on the sport of the team that you play for like it's just common, <laughs> common knowledge it's just you're just stupid but yeah. in any event um dave we kind of briefly talked about the announcer stuff last week yes and so oh yeah we crazy. More, yeah we had more movement with that so aikman officially i guess signed with espn to be monday night football so um, you know, that'll be interesting for sure. So who the hell knows who Fox is going to get? I saw they're in, in uh, contact with Sean Payton. So that would be interesting. I mean, I don't know. I, he, if he's as bad as Drew Brees, like, no, get him off my TV. But uh, I guess maybe he could be give some more analysis as a coach. Who knows? The more interesting thing was Kirk Herbstreet is going to do the yeah. Thursday night Amazon game, which is crazy to me. Yeah. So just imagine his schedule doing like a Thursday night game in, say, like L.A., and he has to go to like Alabama on Saturday for college game day. And then if he's calling, you know, a game in uh, Texas or wherever, he has to do it like an, another flight that night to, to get to the game. Like that is just insane. Yeah. And like, who are they going to put with him as a play by play analyst? Like you got to have, I'm not saying he can't work with any, you know, just anybody. I mean, but Chris Fowler would, would be the natural person to bring in to, to take to team with Herb Street. He's worked with him for so many years. I mean, you can't. I mean, maybe Al. They're going to get Al Michaels to to go with Herb Street. That just seems doesn't seem like a great match to me. So that's going to be interesting. But I could not believe it when I saw that they signed him to be like their lead NFL analyst. It's wild, my friend. It really is. I I feel like something's going to give there. I feel like there's going to be something cut out of that. Probably the college game day, if you ask me. He might be just less of a factor there. I don't know. I don't. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I could do without him on either or. He probably would get rid of one. Maybe he would just like only do the games um, like towards the end of the season or, or like for the college football playoff. He could like would parachute in for that and mm-hmm. still do, still do game day. Like, honestly, game day is like it's kind of jumped the shark. Honestly, right, like right. I was gonna say that too. Uh, like it's you know, I like, shoot, I like right? watching it just because you'd watched it for so many years. Yeah. And, you know, of course, yeah. he'll put on his stupid hat and like everyone cheers. But it's like 
I don't know. It's not like it used to be. Like, I mean, I still watch it, but it's not like, oh, my God, I have to get up to watch game day. You know, I don't know. Yeah. That's just my feeling on it. Very fair point. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Ron, any other thoughts as far as the broadcaster scenarios? Yeah, I mean, I'm crazy. Um, you know, you never would have thought that uh, that Aikman would have left uh, um, Fox. But, you know, uh, I- I'm kind of excited to see him on Monday Night Football just because, you know, my childhood Monday Night Football, I mean, that was the game of the week. That was the big game. Uh, and, you know, ever since ESPN's gotten it, uh, you know, they've, they've done everything they could to, to kill it off and to kill uh, the significance <laughs> of Monday Night Football. Um, so, yeah, so I'm happy that they that they actually bought him in. Maybe they'll give it a little bit more juice. Uh, you know, maybe the, uh, the schedule makers this year will – uh, put a little more emphasis uh, on the Monday night games. Uh, Herb Street going to I, I love Herb Street. I love him calling a game, uh, and I think him and Fowler do a, a really good job um, when they do call the NFL games. Uh, you know, for the uh, you know t- near the end of the year, or even at the uh, I think they did it at the beginning of the year, the two on ESPN. But I think they do a great job. So if they manage to get Fowler and Herb Street to do Thursday night games, I'd be all for it uh you know i i think that's a good match um i i guess we knew the writing was on the wall when uh aikman was going to join monday night football when uh brian greasy uh took the uh, coaching job with the 49ers oh, right? right i mean yeah after uh and i think that's when they were still in negotiations or whatever but i guess uh that was a good indication that uh he wasn't coming back good call on that ron and john you pointed out the week it happened that aikman was very bitter about uh, about not getting to call that Cowboys and 49ers game. He yeah. Was... Oh, yeah, that's right. He threw some serious shade. Like, yeah. they were, he, was, he was calling that miserable Bucks eagles game. He's like, <laughs> well, who wouldn't want to call that game this afternoon? Like, he was really, really was mad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they'll, they'll get some better games for ESPN. I mean, there's so many. Like, they have so much inventory now. And who knows what, the, what they'll end up doing. But you would hope that they could get a little bit. I, I think the schedule was a little better than last year. I know it just annoys yeah. me that when you look down the schedule and it's like six weeks in a row of division games. Like to me anyway, yeah. Monday night football, you shouldn't have division games on Monday night football. Sunday night football, like oh, okay, I can kind of see it. Like especially later in the year when divisions and stuff are online. But when I see like you know Bengals Steelers and then the, it's the other uh, Browns and uh, uh, Bengals, you know like back to back weeks on Monday night football, it's like like I don't want to watch that. Like it's it's stupid. Like give me like the interconference matchups. On, on Monday Night Football or, you know, and out of the division. But anyway, that's just my feeling on it anyway. I could be completely lost. But um, I guess one other thing I wanted to mention about the NFL is they announced their international games, or at least the host teams, earlier this week. And for the first time ever, the Packers are playing in London. And they're actually going to be hosting the game. So they're losing a home game. Really? Day. Yes. Yeah. But the only reason why they're doing that is because um, it's the you know how the, they have the 17 games now so the conferences rotate who gets nine home games and who gets eight home games so the Packers are just giving up their ninth home game so they're still going to get their normal eight but they're giving up their ninth home game to go play in London um, and I have to say Dave I am seriously considering like making the trip to go oh, see nice. it. it's like, a, oh, it's like a, it's a lifetime thing like I've never yeah. been to the UK and I would always like to go there you know I mean kind of like my almost like my heritage over the in that part of the world and you know and to see the packers play a game like i get i could hit like st andrews and the links like that sounds like such a fun trip so 
Uh, we'll see once the schedule comes out what the exact weekend is, and you know we'll go from there. But I was pretty pumped to see that. That's um, really that cool. Playing in London this year, so I'm excited about that. It's a great shot in the arm for the for that series too, right? Because I think we've had enough Jaguars and Dolphins games, and <laughs> oh, you're you're gonna get a Jaguars game this year. They're oh, locked yeah. in there every year, but yeah. you know the Packers, and, and they got one in Germany now too this year. Oh, Before, really? you know, oh yeah, the, I guess the Chiefs are hosting a game and or they're losing a game to go to Germany. Wonderful. Dave, before you know it, we'll have, the NFL will be playing in every country throughout the Christmas yeah. season. Then it'll be moving to different planets. They'll be on right. Mercury. Right. Here's Wednesday Night Football from Burkina Faso. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, good times. Well, that has been that was a lot of fun talking about football. We, hey, you know what? I'm with you, Ron. Um, I can do it before Wednesday if you guys can make a Tuesday show. We could do like a Tuesday scenario. Let me know. We'll, we'll talk off air about that. But, yeah, whatever you're up for, Dave. Okay. Yeah, I'll let you know. So we'll, we'll, we'll catch up on that. Ron, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I, I really appreciate your time. We'll get into college basketball stuff, but always good to have your expertise on board with us. So uh, take care, my friend. Yeah, thanks. I'm going to be uh, watching uh, you guys talk college basketball because I haven't watched a single game this year. No worries. <laughs> I didn't figure it out quick. the bracket, though, Ron. When you fill it out, like, you're going to be the winner. Seriously. I know. Seriously. I know right. Rutgers is good. Rutgers, yeah, there you go. Rutgers is right good. Now. That's a true story. Yeah, yeah. All right. There you go. <laughs> We'll have a bunch of people rooting for Brooklyn. But, Ron, have a great one. It's good to see you again. Take right. care, my friend. Take it easy, guys. You got All it. Right, see you, Ron. Thanks. All right. So now let's go ahead and segue over to college basketball talk. And, uh, boy, do we have a lot to talk about, John. And I'm really excited about what's coming. <laughs> see you shaking your head. <laughs> I, today, like, I don't know where, where to start. Like, there's some days, like, every underdog I bet on yeah. was up 15 points and then completely melted in the second half and, and didn't even cover the spread. Like, it, it happened I, – I can't even tell you how many times it happened over the last week. And it's just crazy. But, I mean, you know, no one cares about my stupid gambling losses. But but then, you know, you, you have some winners there too. It's a, it's an up-and-down thing, but that's just, like, the most annoying thing. Like, you pick an underdog and you're like, yes, like, they're out to a 10-point lead in the first half. They're getting seven points. How could right. this fail? And it just doesn't doesn't end up well. You know, it's so funny. I think a good example of that from my point of view was um, Northridge yesterday. And I know that's a dumb bet. Oh, my God, Dave. Why were you, why were you betting Cal Bakersfield and Northridge? That is just... <laughs> Two just hideous teams. You're absolutely right. But it's a... That pre- is wrong. <laughs> oh, no, my God. I deserve God. that. I deserve that. <laughs> The only reason I did it was because they both were atrocious. I'm like, how could any team in this matchup be giving six and a half points? Well, it turns out the Bakersfield still went by 15. So was- oh, my God. I-, I did look at that game. I look at all the <laughs> matchups, and I saw that game, and I was like, my God. I had the same thought as you, though. Like, why, you know, these two shit teams, like, why would you, you know, two teams that really can't score either. Right. I mean, giving six points seems like a lot, but then I thought better of it. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to bed. Like, I don't <laughs> want to. <anything> <laughs> so did it, I kind of like the under, did it stay under? I don't even oh, know. Oh, that's a great question. Um, do you know what the over under was? I can check it out. I'll have to look it. I'll look it up. Okay. Uh, it was probably like in the one thirties or something. I mean, those two teams were horrible. Um, I know that. I'm from, oh God. You know, yeah. Sad, Whatever sadly, it was. When I've been following it all year, like Bakersfield, they, they can't score at all. 
Um, whatever the hell the oh, number yeah. was, it, it was under because it was I like would barely. Say it went under. It was, <laughs> yeah, the final it was... score was fifty-eight to forty-five. So yeah, it went under. Pretty good chance that was an under. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I know that was my degenerate one of the week. Everybody, just so <laughs> by a mile. <laughs> oh no, I had one today, Dave. Oh, nice. I had one today, but it was actually a winning bet, though. Oh, cool. Okay. So I, kind of one of the theories that I subscribe to is like when the game is so early. That these are just like 19-year-old kids. They were probably up till 3 a.m. playing video games or smoking pot or whatever they're, they're doing. And, um, you know, they're not going to be ready to play uh, or at least shoot. And especially when they're playing in unfamiliar arenas, like in a conference tournament. So for some godforsaken reason, the Big Sky plays their first game at 11.30 a.m. Eastern time, which is 9.30 a.m. local. So I saw that. And I'm like, yes, like we're going to hit a first half under here with Idaho and Sacramento State. And um, it was under 64 and a half, and I think that they scored 50 points. Uh, uh, what a call. So what a call. That was, a, that was a, my degenerate moment of the week, but it was a winning <laughs> moment, so I will not complain about it. No, so. no. And and I love that you did the first half, too. That's a very right. good point. Because like they could, they could always warm up, and then they could make – we meet the total at the second half so oh yeah perfect example like i i kind of another degenerate bet i guess but mm-hmm. so i bet the over on tonight's game between iona and Ryder. yeah and iona actually just lost so they're out they're gonna be they don't even make the tournament Ryder beat them believe it or not yeah but um they scored like 50 points in the first half and i'm thinking like oh shit like this is not gonna work uh, but they scored 85 in the second to, to hit the over so in that scenario the first half under winner but then the full game over uh, hit as well because like just they just went nuts. But yeah, Iona and Rick Pitino out of the um, MAC tournament, and uh, you know what? I don't know how you feel about it, but like I feel like in some cases these mid-major conferences they should just send the number one seed from the regular season to the tournament. Like you're devaluing your chance at getting uh, like they I think they call it tournament units where if a team wins, like their conference gets money for them. Like, why would you want to send a team that's like 10 and 20 to the tournament and and get their ass beat when you could have a team that would actually win a game? So I don't know. I I understand why they do the conference tournament because they get, you know, TV revenue and ticket sales revenue and all this stuff from it. But I feel like for some of these leagues, they should just send their best team. And if you want to play the tournament, it's still fine. Like have it for an NIT bid, you know, I, I just, it's just kind of confusing to me sometimes. Well, I hear you on that point, but I think it's just because the current tor- the, these conferences are so small and there aren't enough bids. Like, I think if the if the conference were to, I mean, if the tournament were to expand to maybe I don't know, from let's see, it's at sixty eight now, so. ninety six probably. Yeah, it's like if you're here to ninety six, I think you can do that. But you can't really do it the way it is now because then that's like two bids rather than one. I don't think the. Well, no, I'm saying like uh, the regular season. Like, okay, like Iona wins the regular season, the map. Mm-hmm. Say they're into the NCAA double NCAA tournament already. Give them the automatic bid just based on that. So, in other words, the tournament wouldn't be completely useless from that standpoint because, like, that's it, the... right, correct. It would be useless from the standpoint of the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, you could be playing for an NIT bid if whoever else won it. You know? Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe... Yeah, I don't know. It's I, you're certainly more keen to that than I am. I, I think it's a, it's a very interesting idea. I think the conference, the people in the conference would not appreciate that because like, they're like, well, what if we have a chance to get in the tournament? Like, say you are, you know, um, who just won recently? Wright State? Yeah, Wright State had a huge comeback yeah, last night. Oh, yeah, that was – see, that's another one. I had Northern Kentucky. <laughs> that's right. Like, 
You can't hold an 18-point lead with seven minutes to go. Like, what, what the hell are you doing? Like, that was rough. That was a rough one. I hope you weren't on Arizona State today. That was no, rough, No, I was not. <laughs> I <Nope>. was say. <laughs> I saw your tweet, though. Like, you had marked Stanford off as a loss. True story. I was like, so that was a good reverse jinx on Oh, your yeah, part. very much so. No, because I, you know, I was, you know, I was working, and then, like, I, I took a little break and checked the scores, and I saw it was – I don't know what they're up 16 points with three minutes left. I'm like, Oh, okay. Arizona state one, they're playing pretty well. And then I looked again at like a half an hour later. I'm like, what Stanford won by a point. How the heck happened? It was wild. My friend watching the end of that. It's like, you just like, it's like the the last two minutes. It's like, Whoa, that's Arizona state for you though, man. They have done that before. Holy cow. Yeah. I don't know if Bobby Hurley will be there next year. Yeah. I guess we'll we'll see. Yeah. But um, what were your thoughts on – so it was, again, like I don't understand why some of these rules are in, or rules are in place. So the Atlantic Sun Tournament, it was Bellarmine and Jacksonville yesterday for the Atlantic oh, Sun. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so Bellarmine, they're transitioning to D1. So apparently they're not officially in D1, but yet they're still in this conference. Or they're like in a probation period or something. It's like a four-year transition period or probation period or whatever. So they can be in the conference. Their games count in the standings. They can go to the conference tournament. But if they win it, they cannot go to the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. So since they were in the final, if they win, they can't go to the tournament. But they can go to the NIT, though. So they they get to go to the NIT. But the team they're playing, Jacksonville, if they win, obviously they go to the the NCAA tournament because they're eligible. But the stupidest thing ever is – if Bellarmine won, Jacksonville wouldn't get the bid. It would go to Jacksonville State, who won the regular season, who Jacksonville just beat two days ago to get to Weird. the finals. It's the most asinine thing right. I think I've ever seen. Like, okay, if you want to give the bid to the Jacksonville, the team was in the final, sure, I'm fine with that. If Bellarmine's in. So there's like three things here that are just completely stupid. And uh, I don't understand why the uh, conference is doing it that way. Yeah. So Jacksonville State, who got upset in the semifinals and was sitting at home watching that game yesterday, <laughs> is now true. going to the tournament. And it just it's just bizarre. Like, honestly, if I were Bellarmine, I'd be pissed. Like, they won the conference tournament. Put them in. Like, we're, we're just, like, get a waiver or something, you know? Like, I- that was crazy. Yeah, I don't know what your thought was on that. Uh, yeah, no, I saw the studio team breaking that down after the game, and I'm like, what the hell is all this? It's like, I thought that Bellarmine had, like, some kind of, like, of NCAA rights violation or something that, that kept him from making the tournament. Is that the only reason? That's not a good. No, enough. I think it. I think it's the, the like the transition thing. Like oh. they're they're a new team to D, to Division One, so they're ineligible for like four years. Same thing with that um. Nuts. The, I, you, you seem to be a big fan of the Big West game, so maybe you're familiar <laughs> with uh, UC San Diego. They're a new team mm-hmm. into the into the conference, so I think they're ineligible. I know there's a couple teams in the WAC that are have just transitioned, mm-hmm. so they're they're in. I think that uh, Dixie State, uh, Tarleton State. Um, there's another team as well. I, I forget from another conference, but wow. it's just stupid. Like, all right, yeah. if you're in Division One, just like you're 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 eligible. Like, I don't under, I don't understand it. I but. think that's a dumb rule. I I think you do one of two things in that scenario. One, you just let them go to the tournament. It's ridiculous. Like, this is so yeah. silly. Why are you letting them in? The, or if you really want to be, if you really are insistent about that, you just don't qualify them for the conference tournament to begin with. Like, why would they even be in the exactly. conference tournament? Exactly. Why put this? Why put that position? 
Why put the conference in that position? Right. Let them right. play all year in the conference and you know have their experience, their their D one experience, but don't put them in the conference tournament. Yeah. I completely agree. Why why even believe this a chance when yeah. now their conference looks really stupid? I, I could you see that that would have been a much cleaner solution to that scenario than what happened. What a fucking clusterfuck that is. Like that's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> insane. Speaking of clusterfucks, did you see the NAC game <laughs> last night? Oh my god, which which one? The one between like Wagner and Bryant, and oh the my entire god, yeah. student section got ejected from the game because they started a yeah. fight. Yeah. What is I, going? I mean... Ugh. I, I don't know. I mean, I I was kind of watching that like on another screen, and the only thing I saw at first was the score was literally thirty-eight to six with like four minutes left in the first half. Yeah. Um, Brian just destroyed them. But then, yeah, like so, I was kind of looking over at the screen, and it was you know four minutes left, and they were ahead by you know still the comfortable. I mean, the margin was reduced, but they were going to win. So then I was watching something else, and I looked over again like twenty minutes later, and there was still three minutes left. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And then I saw the fight that was happening. And, oh my goodness! I, I don't know. I mean, that, that was just—it was like the 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 big fight in the NBA all those years ago, but with just rowdy college kids. Now it's in the um, palace. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it. Yeah, that was that was wild. But Bryant, they got a decent looking team. I mean, I would love to see Bryant play Duke in the first round. Like, give me that matchup. Or you know what team? What I, I kept betting against them because. You know, I read all this shit, and you know, you got to take what you read with a grain of salt. But like, you kind of like to read what other people are thinking about stuff. And for weeks, I was hearing, "Oh, this team Longwood, you know, they're so they're so lucky. Like, they have all these uh, metrics that say that their their shot qualities, you know, they're, they're, they shouldn't have won these games, and they're winning by such small margins." So I'm literally like betting against them in every conference tournament game, and they're they're just pulling it out of their ass every single game. So give me that team against Duke or Bryant Longwood or Bryant give me them against Duke and we will we will have some fun with that that match not maybe not to win but maybe to cover the spread anyway I like it a lot you know Bryant has talking about energy with Bryant I think what's so interesting about that game is that when the game was starting I did have it on for a second and I was remarking wow the energy in this crowd is amazing it is so much juice everybody was fired up and then I guess maybe it's fitting that there was just so much energy that it just ran into like all these fights but it's kind of brings up an interesting tangent of do you want to host these games at the home courts of these these teams and i don't know it's a really interesting query because you love that juice like you love that but it can get ugly and it really did last night i don't know what's your thought on that i don't know i think for the smaller conferences i'm for it because like it just it creates a, a just like an atmosphere, just a, a, I don't know, like it makes it more enjoyable to watch that kind of game. You know, mm-hmm. if they were playing in a huge arena with 5,000 people, you know, that, that it would just be the, it would be, there'd be no juice in the, in the, in the game to watch. So I think for the smaller leagues where it's like, you know, uh, win or go home, like literally, like you're, you're one of those teams weren't going to make it as an at-large team. It's just, I think it just adds to that. So, and I think it rewards too. I think it rewards the best team in the league for hosting those games. And I think that's a perk, you know, of doing well in the regular season and moving towards getting that that automatic bid. So, um, I'm all for I'm all for the small conferences hosting it. But can you imagine if they did that for like the ACC? Oh my god! I mean, like Duke Duke was hosting the the, the conference tournament <laughs> final at Cameron. Like my god! Oh boy! Uh, 
yeah I, for yeah. the big conferences i don't think so but for the smaller ones i'm all for it yeah i think but, that's, um, a good, that's that's well put i mean that was literally the first time i'd ever seen anything like that in in that scenario so i yeah, don't think, I don't think i've ever seen a brawl like that yeah no, i haven't seen either yeah we can't let one bad ugly and i mean ugly incident like make us change the whole thing just because of one ugly incident so i, I i'm actually on your side on this one um by the way, Duke well, speaking of speaking of Duke, I mean, I say. how about how about Saturday? My God, oh, I mean, talk about what a disaster! What? Laying the egg of all eggs, and like the you know the biggest. Uh, honestly, though, seriously, like other than the national championship game, and maybe even not, like when is that team ever going to face that kind of pressure? I mean, that was they, they had to be so nervous before that game like to, to to try to win like coach k's last home game against north carolina like that's i can't imagine the pressure that they had for that game so anything after this is going to be nothing for them seriously that's a fair point i mean what's interesting about that point about that game the point spread was carolina was getting 12 which i thought was nuts that's a rivalry game like that's i should have fired on that i fired on the over which also hit but I yep. really didn't think that through because, like, were you on that at all? Were you on either side of that? I was. I had the same feeling as you that it was just too many for a rivalry game, and I did think Duke would be kind of tight. But North Carolina's defense has been so bad all year. I was like, ah, I mean, I can see them being in it the whole way, and then end up losing by like twelve in the last few minutes, and you, you know, you wouldn't cover. Um, but I was with you on the over though, just because their defense was so bad. So that mm-hmm. ended up working out pretty well. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was pretty stress-free, but yeah, you, know, you hate to see it. You hate to see Coach K and, and Duke go down like that. And um, like I said, like let's let's get them in the tournament here. It's with these pesky underdogs. <laughs> Love to, you know. Remember, I mean, I, uh, like I, you could just name off all the teams that they've lost to over the years. It's like you know, we'll never forget Lee. Yeah, Mercer. Mercer Lehigh. We'll never forget yeah. Lehigh. <laughs> VCU. Yep. Uh, South Carolina beat them as I think a, a ten seed a couple years ago. Um, I think those are like the kind of the the, the main like big upsets. Yeah, I, I can think off the top the of my ones. head. I mean, I know they had they lost to Michigan State in the Elite Eight a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, I mean they've had some interesting. It's like in in the last ten years, either they flame out early or they make it to like the Final Four. There's like no in between with, with Duke. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know, I don't think they're going to lose to Syracuse, but. You just never know a Syracuse. I don't. I can't get. I don't. I never get Syracuse. Every freaking year, they just turn it on. They got like five players though. You see, Bayheim's kid is like hitting people in the nuts <laughs> during the game, so he it's, gets suspended. It's ridiculous. Like, and he's yeah. like acting like he's all contrite. It's like he didn't look contrite when he did it. I looked very no. deliberate. Yeah, like he was trying to play it off as like he was trying to run back to the other side of the court. Like, no, no he like no, punched the no, dude. That was that was deliberate. Yeah. So they got like five players tomorrow. I hope. I honestly, I don't really like Duke, but I don't like Syracuse either. I hope Duke <laughs> kills them. Yeah, I mean the odds are decent. That well, certainly they'll win. I'm just thinking like they'll probably cover too, and they're probably getting double giving double. I know double. Syracuse is just like one of those teams that like they have to find their way onto the bubble by a selection Sunday, and then get like the committee finds their way to give them an 11 seed in a playing game, and because of their stupid zone defense they'll win three games to get to the elite eight it's it's how it works every single year with that i know, I know. Um, for sure i i that's what just kind of gets annoying like they just seem like a shitty team most of the, they seem like a shitty team this year particularly 
And somehow, I just feel like they're going to find their way in. Like, they're going to be like the 10 seed. And they're going to have an upset like they usually oh. do. It's like, God, enough. Like, I don't know how yeah. it keeps happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> sick of them too. Like, you know, I'm, I'm done, done with them. Uh, I'm with it. I'm with it. So, um, you talk about, um, you know, you want to talk about bad beat. I don't know if this qualifies, but if you saw that St. Mary's was giving, uh, was getting like 12 and a half, that was by 13. And that game was like within 13 points the whole game until like the last like two minutes. I'm like, Oh yeah, I saw Andy tweeting about it. <laughs> I didn't... He saw it too. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, that's, sense. you know, tracks. I love tracks. Andy for his tweets, but you knew no, there's no doubt of what side he's been right. on, on, on these games. So I, I, I love, I love the. I'm here for his content. I love it. But um, yes, yeah, so I didn't see the end of the game, but apparently, St. Mary's fouled down 12 with like 10 seconds left to to. So Gonzaga made like the last free throw to cover the spread, but that that's just a brutal beat. And apparently earlier in the day, like NC State was getting five, getting five points, and they're down six with like 25 seconds left, and they do not follow. They let the clock run out. Yikes! And 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 Clemson ended up covering. So just if you had mm. both of those games, just you know, mm. take take a little break. I mean, it's just like there's no rhyme or reason to it. Sometimes, though. yeah, these teams they they foul, they don't foul, and that's that's just you know you're spinning the roulette of, of basketball betting, at, you know, at, at that point. And that's why that's why it's gambling. Oh yeah, in those end of game situations. It's a, it's really wild. So this is the thing I've I've been saying to folks um, about March Madness. You know, everybody thinks March Madness starts like next weekend. Nah. It starts now. This is the mad. This is the madness before the madness. It's really, really fun. I've really had a great time so far. It's been a juicy like three days so far. Oh um, my god, yeah. The conference tournament week. Andy's got the right idea being there because just yeah. the pure volume of games. Like what there was probably fifty games today. There's probably like seventy tomorrow. I haven't looked at the whole schedule, and probably another fifty on Saturday on Friday. And then Saturday, you have basically all the finals of these conference tournaments, and then the, some of the semifinals for a few. So it's just a, a tremendous like four days of basketball. If you like college basketball, if you like gambling on college basketball, uh, if you like these dramatic, just crazy games and upsets. Dave, I'm sure you saw the Chattanooga game on Monday night. I mean, my goodness, what a way to kick off the championship week with Chattanooga. Was that and, SoCon? Um, I think that little with the buzzer. Yes. Yeah, yep. I know I missed yep. that one, but I saw the highlight. That was amazing. Oh, finish. my God. Yeah the, yeah, the kid just throws it up. Yeah. And, for a three-pointer like off balance like with no time left and it goes in and then you just see the crowd and the like they just rush the court and the, the team's going crazy it just doesn't get much better than that and especially when you hit a three-team money line parlay because <laughs> oh of it God, can't yes. get any better than that boom yep. love yep. it so that was that was pretty sweet I so i was it. happy about that but um yeah it, you know you, you can't beat the the rush of that kind of uh you know a kind of game so yeah. so you, and so, so when those bad ones go against you, you always remember the, the lucky shots when you know when when the when the bad beats go in your in your outside your direction. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, yeah. I've had a couple of them tonight. That just gives you a feel for like how much luck I've oh, had. Oh no, recently. which ones, Dave? No, 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 no. no. I've had them go good. I should say. So oh, okay. Stanford was one. They were down, yeah. like you mentioned, you were down like seventeen. They were down sixteen with like three minutes left. That was a heist, my friend. That was a heist. Yes. That was a no. theft. Like that's, I will gladly take it and I'll run back to my corner. And then the other <laughs> one was uh, Clemson. Like they were down a bunch. 
Yep. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And it was like I was checking the score, and again, like it was they were down like ten points with three minutes left, or something like that, yeah. or thirteen points with eight minutes left. And you know, Clemson, they, they're not the kind of team that you think could come back from that kind of a huge deficit. So, yeah, that was very nice. I don't know if you keep track. I'm sure you. I don't know if you keep track of like your your bets. I have like an Excel sheet that I kind of play around actually. with, but yeah, but like I don't know if. Like you should mark like very lucky or sub- code it somehow that like, there's like a lucky win, so you can go. So when you event, you know, inevitably have like a horrible loss, you can go back and say, all right, well, I kind of made up for it for when I shouldn't have won this one, you know. Yeah, it's probably and you're right, it's gonna happen. And I just need to go back to my tweet that where I said where I marked, where I literally already marked. Ah, oh, yeah, Stanford lost, and then oh, they actually won. Okay, cool, that's great. So, so I need to remember that, like you said. Because I probably will have a bad beat somewhere along the line. And then I just got to remember, you know what? But you had a really good one a few days ago. And so it's just a great spot. And I wish I could be in Vegas right now. Just the work doesn't get Oh, I know. I wish, honestly, I wish I could just be in the sports book with Andy as he's making, I don't know how many bets. Just like going crazy as they're they're all happening. That sounds like the best time ever. It's the yeah, you know, it's so interesting because like, I feel like I'm having more fun with this week than I'm gonna have with next week. Honestly, I just yeah. feel like this is more fun. This is more juice. Yeah. You got the rival. Well, when you, when you can bet games like Bakersfield and Northridge, I mean, come on, <laughs> like, what's, what's more fun than that? That's, that's well played. That's well played. I know, I know. Not my finest moment as a degenerate. Oh no, Dave, I love it. Like seriously, that is that is awesome. Like I, I'm completely with you on betting something like that. If you think you got like an edge on it, like go for it. Like yeah. you know, and see, no one is probably really betting that game compared to next week. But you know, you're gonna be betting all the games on, oh, sure. on Thursday and Friday and yeah. Saturday, Sunday, whatever. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it, the lines aren't are gonna be very, very. Um, like there's there's gonna be very little edges to these to these lines unless like there's a late injury or or something like that. So, um, did yeah. you catch the opposite by Ryder tonight against Iona? I did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Iona's wow. out. Yep. Mm. Gone. See ya. Thanks yep. for playing. My goodness. Poor Rick Pitino. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's another there's other one seeds that kind of got upset so far in their conference tournament. I can't think of any off the top of my head. But um, yeah, that, they're definitely one that was. I mean, they huge favorites to win their their conference tournament and mm-hmm. now they're gone so it'll be an interesting team in uh i don't know if my i don't know if monmouth is still in maybe they can get monmouth in the tournament this year that would be wow. something oh no, good on no, i'm not gonna tweak that i'm not gonna tweak that good on them if they make it they make it that's good for, good for them you know i'm not yeah, gonna... i think they're i think they're playing tomorrow i honestly i don't know the max schedule i don't there was only two games tonight i know they weren't playing tonight mm-hmm. yeah yeah, here's an interesting query for you. Who is going to win the ACC? This is a tough call. I mean, you Oof. think Duke, but eh, it's not a guarantee. I don't know. I feel like Duke doesn't care about this yeah. one. Right, right. I feel like they don't... it was kind of like all those years when, um, like, uh, North Carolina would go there with Roy Williams, and they would have, have loaded teams, and they just wouldn't care. Same thing with Duke. I don't think they care about this. So, I don't know. I kind of like North Carolina. I'll, I'm going to pick them just, just because – I think they're. I think they're hungry. It's a good call. I mean, honestly, I, was, I would say either them or Virginia, just because they have a really hard style to, to play. Well, if Virginia's um, going to do Tony, it, they better make a rally over here. They were down by six, but oh, the, okay, the, I, that's right. They were playing Louisville, right? Yeah. Okay, it's early, I, I'm not it's watching early. that game right now. I'll put that on after. But um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. No, no. I. No, I mean, I ask. like the call. It was so interesting about the ACC, and this is why I asked the question. It's like there are like six teams you could pick, and they would. I would say, yeah, that's a good call. 
Like Virginia's one. You mentioned Duke, North Carolina, another one. Uh, Virginia Tech would be one. I mean, you could even Notre make Dame a case. maybe. I don't know. But who's the other one? Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't kill that. I wouldn't kill that. That's definitely on the board. You know, so all yeah. these teams could have a shot. It's just a big like it's just like Duke and then a, like a big pile of crap really in the ACC. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Like Wake Forest pretty much ended their chances today. I mean, losing to Boston, you can't lose to Boston College. I'm that's sorry. rough. You just, can't, you I just was, can't do it. That's definitely you know I wasn't really thinking about it. I was like, yeah, that's kind of weird. Like yeah, I thought they would be. Yeah, I did have that one. Go figure. You know, we had some friends who bet six units on them yesterday. So I'm like, you think that they could beat Boston College? Like. <laughs> They beat. They bet six units on Wake Forest. No, no, on Boston College yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, to beat Pitt. Oh my God. Yeah, I watched that game because there's, you know, I'm working at home and like, all right, it's two o'clock. Let me put on Boston College and Pitt. Yeah. Not a good, not a good idea. Go <laughs> watch that because then you think, all right, let's, let's take, let's take Pitt here for a couple of units oh, and have, no. a, have, a good a- have a good afternoon. It was not a good afternoon. Oh yikes. Oh, I feel nope. you. That's a bummer. Yeah. yeah. So yesterday was a rough day because we took that and then we rolled that into the Northern Kentucky loss. And oh. it was, yeah. Today's yeah, going much better. I can so. see. I can see that. But yeah, that's a rough day for sure. Yeah, that Northern Kentucky game was wild. Wild. Yep. I mean, they were trading like go ahead three pointers at the end of it. That was a that was a nutty game. Um, you know, I tell you, and and I will report from the pat from the western side of things. So the whack is fine. Uh, Eastern Washington survived. They looked like they were going to lose for a while there. They were down by a bunch. They took a they took over and they won. Good for them. But um, man, the Pac-12 just looks like crap. I got to be honest. Like once you Arizona get out, Arizona looks good. I like no, Arizona. Arizona, UCLA. Those guys are great, right? Everybody yeah. else stinks. It is just like wow. Like yeah. Yeah, I can't get a read on USC, Dave. I yeah. mean, what, what do you make of them? Seriously, well, like I don't. I feel like they can beat anybody, but they can lose to anybody too. It's a great you know? call. Well, look, uh, for a team that just got a contract extension to their coach, Andy Enfield, good for him. And he deserves that too. I mean, this team has been relevant for like almost a decade now, so I, I think that's the right call. But as far as this year's team, you're dead on. Evan Mobley is a player, but. I can't read them. I'm mystified, just like you. I have no idea. Just, it's just... Every time I watch them, they like they get those. There's just like a, I don't know. They're they have those the Mobley and then the other guy, uh, uh, the big the white guy, P- Peterson. I think is his <laughs> oh name, God. right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to just describe him, but like I don't know. They're just such a like a tall team. I just they just feel like there's all like these lanky guys, like. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like they could pretty be pretty good, like in terms of, um, like d- defense around the rim, you know, um, because mm-hmm. of how tall they are. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I just don't get the feeling. I I can't figure them out. So what are they projected in terms of like a seed for the tournament? Have you seen that? I'm I guessing they're probably like yeah. I mean, a five I think or the... yeah. five or six, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, <clears throat> if you think about what they were last year, that's about where they were, you know, like six through, you know, five through eight. So that's probably where I put them. I, I, hey, the Pac-12 has done well, though, in the tournament the last few years. Right. I mean, we Oregon, shit on them, but, I mean, yeah. they've, they've done pretty well. I mean, I know UCLA had that great run last year. 
And and um, I don't see any reason why they'd be bad this year either, because they I've like the few times I've seen UCLA, they've looked awesome. Like I'm not gonna yeah. fade, I'm not gonna throw shade at them. Same, and you're right about Arizona. Arizona's just I keep doubting them, and I keep like losing that. I keep getting getting that thrown in my face. They're a great team, so I will not throw shade at them. They're great, good team. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think they're definitely a hand, one of the handful of teams that can probably win it all this yeah. year. You're right. It's going to be a really fun selection Sunday. I'm curious to see where the number one seeds are. Gonzaga, are they number? Of course, but does that? Yeah, mean they're going to be a one seed. Yeah, there's no they're question. One seed. Like, they, but it's the same thing with them every year. Like, right. you know, like I mean, they're good. I mean, I'm not saying they're not a good team. It's just when you play 25 straight games against subpar competition <laughs> like you know what the wcc i'll give them credit they're gonna get like four teams in this year or three probably they're gonna gonzaga st mary's and then everyone thinks san francisco is a lock to make it so they're gonna get at least three teams in so it's the conference is better than it has been in in previous years but it's not the same as them playing like i, I don't know the sec like you imagine them playing against auburn kentucky tennessee right. alabama right. Um, even if you go a little bit further than after that, um, you know, uh, oh gosh, you know, like Florida is, has a pesky team. Yeah. You know, Vanderbilt's been covering, um, you know, some of the, the lower teams are, are crap, but really those top four teams in the sec are really good. I mean, can you imagine Gonzaga in that league? I mean, I'm not saying they couldn't compete, but it's just, it's just a different, different animal playing the WCC all season. And I, I don't know. I mean, they made it obviously made it to the championship game last year. So I'm not saying they can't do it, but I don't know. I, I have, I have my doubts, but there'll be a one seed, um, you know, probably maybe Duke will be a one seed. I don't know if that loss the other day kind of took them out of contention for it, but um, Gonzaga, Duke, maybe Arizona, maybe Kansas. I honestly haven't looked at the bracketology, but those would be, be, be kind of the ones that I would I, I would say it's so interesting because the decision, as far as the Big Twelve, it's between Kansas and Baylor, right? Like I you yeah. defending champions, Baylor. I wouldn't kill the committee going either way on that. Like Baylor has proven itself to be pretty solid too. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's going to depend yeah, on this tournament. We'll see. I'm, you know? I'm going to pull up Joe Lenardi. I've I okay. looked at this all year, honestly. Uh, let's see here. Neither have I. <laughs> to be fair. Well, you know what? That's honestly like you're probably better off. So, okay. So he's got Gonzaga, as we thought. Okay. Arizona. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's got both Big Twelve teams, oh, Kansas and Baylor. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. I don't kill yeah. that. So then, yeah. you, then Duke's on the two. Okay. Duke, Kentucky, Auburn, I and like Wisconsin. That. Wow. So those are the top eight eight teams. Man, get. Kimmy Wisconsin as a two seed. We're, we're going to be picking against them. That that sounds good to me. <laughs> so they've yeah, you're right about that because they've shown themselves to be vulnerable recently. I just never thought they were that great. I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean they had really low expectations coming into the year. Uh, I mean mm-hmm. they, they were probably picked I think seventh or eighth. I remember seeing and they're here they are like you know yeah going to be a two seed. So I mean kudos to them, but yeah, not seeing a, a major tournament run. <laughs> How do you project that Big Ten tournament? I, I don't even know oh. who you pick there. That's a tough who one. Who knows? Yeah. I, I have no idea. Yeah. Like, Illinois is the most up-and-down team I think I've ever seen. Absolutely. I, they're just, you know, it's all depending on them shooting threes. They have their huge center who can dominate a game, but he's very inconsistent. So, I don't know. They're very talented, 
for sure. But I just, I don't know if I can trust him. And then I think Andy has called their coach a caveman more than once that I've seen before. And I can't disagree with that. Like if the Underwood, like he makes some mind boggling decisions towards Oh, some Illinois, of right? Yeah, I never yeah. trust them in a big spot. Never, yep. never. Yep, exactly, yeah. exactly. And then Purdue, same thing with Matt Painter. I mean, you know, he he's a good coach. I he mean, I'm not going to say he's not, <laughs> but sometimes it can it can get away from him, especially in the tournament. I will not forget him losing to Arkansas Little Rock in the first <laughs> round a few years ago. Just like ruined. My, I think I don't think I had them going to the Final Four, but like I had them going like three rounds and. That was actually Chris Beard coaching at Little Rock uh, way back in the day before he moved on to Texas Tech and now Texas. He's another guy who's proven himself to be a huge fraud, in my opinion. I mean, just every t- every Texas game I've watched in the, the last, I don't know how many minutes of the game, like every possession was either a turnover or a missed layup. Like, it, it's unbelievable against Texas Tech. Like, every possession in the last six minutes was a turnover or a missed layup. I couldn't believe it. I, I just I don't like that Texas team, but I digress. Back to the Big Ten. Yeah, Purdue, their defensive numbers aren't aren't great. Um, we already talked about Wisconsin is kind of maybe a little bit, um, you know, overvalued. You know, we Illinois very inconsistent. Iowa, they they certainly can shoot the ball, that's for sure. So if they're hitting their threes, I mean, you could see them making a run. Um, Rutgers is actually the four seed in this tournament, which they is crazy. It. it is, but it so, is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with Honestly, that. if it, if the tournament was being played in Jersey, I would pick them. Those <laughs> right, guys, right, right. They can't lose at home. I know. Yeah. They can't yeah. lose at home. Whatever said. Um, but in Indianapolis, I don't know. Uh, I have no idea, Dave. Yeah. Seriously. You know, one, any team, one of those. That's so interesting. It. It, you're right. And anyway, you get bring in Michigan, you bring in Ohio State. It's completely up in the air. I have no yep. feel. No idea. Yep. I think tomorrow's first game of the day, I want to say, is Illinois and Michigan, or maybe it's Michigan, Ohio State. I have mm-hmm. to look, but it, it, whatever it is, it's a really juicy matchup at like noon. I think it's Illinois and Michigan. I want to say, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to look that up. Let me see what the odds are on that game. I want to see because, like, I see. I'm gonna, I don't I'm think right anyone's going to be giving very many points. At oh all. no, no, Indiana and Michigan. Oh uh, fuck, fuck Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm done I'm with, with you. another team that another team that can get lost. Right. I'm so sick of them. Sick of them. Oh, they burned me a couple enough. times. Oh my god. Oh. They're another team. <laughs> like Mike Woodson. Why the hell is Mike Woodson at Indiana? Like I that I don't understand that. But ridiculous. You'd think a guy who coached in the NBA for so many years would know how to draw up some plays. All they did for the last how many minutes of this one game I watched stared at each other and just chucked up threes for the last how many possessions and of course they they uh blew whatever lead that they had it just it was infuriating but yeah so it's michigan minus two over indiana that's I actually would, an interesting game i would take that start is juan harrison take... suspended though <laughs> oh my god this, this is true <laughs> oh my goodness that that was ugly we've had two brawls this year in college basketball oh my oh goodness my god. What involving a coach? I guess just a mess. Yeah, I don't know how, how long his suspension was. I think it was to the end of the year. I'd have to look. On I that. think it was I don't probably. Think I think that he will be eligible for this game for whatever reason. I I don't know. Maybe it was just through the regular. Yeah, maybe it was yeah. just through the regular season. Yeah. I, I don't, uh, either way, I'm taking Michigan. Exactly. Two. Sign me up. I tell you what. I think the game you're thinking of. I don't know if this is true, but for me at least. 
Indiana lost me when they blew that lead against Illinois. They look lost in the second half. I was done with them after that. Like, you know what? Fuck. Don't, like, no. No. Never again. <laughs> it might have been. There's a couple games that you, I wagered on Indiana. It was the same thing. They had a lead at mm-hmm. the end of the game, and they it was just pathetic, pathetic offense the last, you know, four or five minutes of the game. Yeah. So that's a good nugget there because I think for those of you who are watching right now, I would gladly take Michigan, take my chances with them. That's just that's just common sense. Um, so I love that. Um, anything else we should be on the we should be looking at before? And then we'll just go ahead and wrap it up tonight. Um, so much juice though. I am so I've really enjoyed this. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just looking through the through the schedule tomorrow, man. Yeah, really, really good game time. So yeah, you know if you're, you know, I don't know if you're. You're at the office. Just I don't know. Try to try to get get your bets in when you can. Uh, you know, um, try to find a screen at some point. Like some really really good action. I'm very jealous of Andy right now. Oh, looking I know. at the schedule That's for tomorrow. Like seriously, and then Friday and then Saturday. But yeah, and then plus you have the Players Championship starting tomorrow. Like what a day of sports mm-hmm. or what a weekend of sports. Like I. Can't, can't get anything better. What a time to be alive. Uh, you're right. It's going to be a great sports weekend. Eh, I may as well throw this in there. Who do you, who do you have for the Players' Championship? You, anyone you, you're thinking of? Oh, my God. What, you know, one of the best fields of the year, for sure. Um, it's just, it's a weird tournament because there's so much variance. Like, you don't see the same guys contending and winning year after year because there's so much volatility in terms of you know there's water everywhere and it's just the course the way the course is set up um it's just it's really tough to a really tough tournament to predict especially and of course you have all these big names in the field um there's supposed to be really bad weather um for most of the weeks there's gonna be a lot of rain there's probably gonna be some delays you know thunderstorms in the mix and then it the temperature is really going to drop and then it's going to be cold and windy for like the last couple rounds so that'll be interesting so i'm kind of looking at um, some of the like these European players, uh, I'm really liking Matt Fitzpatrick um, because he just knows how to play in these kind of tough, grinded out conditions. Like when the if it's a birdie fest, I would not take him. But if it's kind of like one of these events, like we've seen the past couple of weeks on the tour, I don't know if you've been following it, Dave. Like the winning score is like five under par. Like in that kind of tournament, like give me Fitzpatrick. Like that's the kind of guy you want. Um, they Shane Lowry too. He almost won the Honda Classic. I, I, that's so interesting. Ago. I was just thinking, well, that's like Shane Lowry. He lives yeah, for the Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it, it was interesting. Like the last hole a couple weeks ago, it was like in a driving rainstorm, mm-hmm. and like he didn't. It didn't seem like he was too comfortable in it. And uh, Seb Straka ended up winning that. I think we, we were texting about that with with uh, with Mike. Mike but, yeah. Um. I, so I do like Fitzpatrick. I like Lowry, um, but I think my main pick. And everyone's going to pick him for this event. I, I really like Colin Morikawa. Ah. Uh, just what you want to look for on this course is just approach play, and he's the best approach player with his irons. I mean, because you know, if you if you're off, you're going to be you're going to be in the sand, you're going to be in the water. Like the greens are just like have all these like uh, runoffs that it's going to be hard for chipping. So um, I just love the way his his game is right now. And you know, putting is definitely his weakness. But if he's on the green, you know, ten feet away on every hole, like just blindly he'll make a few so i like morikawa it's probably like a really popular pick but that's those are the three guys that i kind of am eyeing this week i like morikawa fitzpatrick and um and lowry i mean it's a huge field so i mean i wouldn't be surprised honestly to see a lot of people win but those are kind of the three that i have in my in my mind 
I love all of those. Those are those are really good, solid picks. You know, so I wouldn't be surprised if any of them took took it took the took it this weekend. That's gonna be a great tour. It always is. It always is. You yeah, know? I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be the PGA Tour live too. Like you can literally. <clears throat> so uh, they need to incorporate this for every tournament, but I can I can know why they wouldn't for like budgetary concerns and, and whatnot. But so similar to the Masters, where you can watch every player. You can do that here for the players. They're going to have a screen on every group so you can watch every player in the tournament, which is phenomenal for, you know, you know, for fantasy players or betters or just fans in general. And yeah. just uh, tremendous content by the PGA Tour. So I hope they can get that going for like every tournament basically. But I, I know it's a that's a big work in progress, but I'm definitely excited. So I, I can't wait to watch that. And like Saturday and Sunday when you have – the the all the college basketball conference tournaments and then you can have the players championship and then the next day you have the final round leading into the the brackets being announced like man that's you can't get better than that for, for two days of, of sports i love that so much yeah that's gonna be great <clears throat> i really and i'll say this john i really do hope we can we can work out that tuesday show next week because we'll have so much to talk about like the free agency and the NCAA bracket scenario, that's going to be so much fun. So, uh, oh yeah, that'd be a really good. Yeah, we get to get some bracket analysis, and we'll do some NFL free agent talk. I think Tuesday is the first night of like the playing game, so I'm sure we'll be bitching about whatever game is on. <laughs> no, whatever, <laughs> whatever a well, SWAC team is playing, whatever uh, you know, Big West team, and you know, we'll yeah. have to say, oh my god, like, well, how how is this? you know happening i think my record on betting those first four games is probably like two and 20 over the year i should not <laughs> bet them between those schools but yet i do every year Here's so it's what's a so, right you passage. know what's so great funny is that two teams i can think of that emerged out of that first four and made a really serious run vcu is one but last year ucla they were yep. in the first four, the upset Michigan State, and they went all the way to the final four. That is yep. that's a hell of a run. Yeah, from the major conferences, like the play-ins, like one of those teams always seems to win at least one tournament game yeah. like when they when they enter the main bracket. But I'm more referring to like the lower Oh, the 16 like the versus 16. 16? Yeah, the 16 <laughs> versus 16 play-ins. I never get those right ever. That's hard. I don't think I yeah, I think I, like I said, my record on those is probably like two and twenty. So I should just stop heading them. But it's just like, all right, you you put on the TV at like six o'clock and it's on and it's like, all right, yes, like I, I gotta watch this. Like it's 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 the tournament, man. Like I'm 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 in for it. So, but yeah, we'll we'll see how those matchups look on on Sunday. I love it. It's all good fun, John. This has been a blast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. This has been a really good. Uh, good luck to all your action the rest of the way, and uh, let's do it again next week. Yeah, should be fun. All right. Yep, that sounds great, Dan. Have a good night. You too. Talk to you later. You bet. All right. Take care, John. Well, that was really fun. Good stuff all around, all the way around. Um, this has been a really fun show. I, my goodness, we had so much juice tonight. So I hope you all enjoyed it. If you're gambling on the games, if you're watching the games, there's a lot to get into. So um, I wish you the best of luck the rest of the weekend. These conference tournaments are fun. I can give you an update on the Louisville-Virginia game. Louisville's up by 2, 22-20 to 20 in the final seconds of the first half. But there is a lot of game to go if you're a Virginia fan. Do not worry. There's still plenty of game to go on their, uh, for, for their purposes. So uh, I leave you with that tonight. Enjoy the rest of the conference tournament action. It's going to go all weekend long. Same thing with the Players' Championship in golf. And uh, same thing with the NFL offseason. I am hoping we can be back on Tuesday night next week. We'll see how that goes. I say Tuesday because I, I think Wednesday I'm going to be out of town. 
But Tuesday, I think we could have a really, really fun night. So stay tuned on DickCow at Twitter. DickCow at Twitter if you want to catch the updates and when we're doing things. Uh, we'll update you there. But for the meanwhile, I say goodnight. Thank you so much for your continued support of this podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks to John. Thanks to Ron in New Jersey. This has been an absolute blast. Take care, everybody. And good luck to all your action in basketball, golf, or whatever else you're gambling on. And we'll see you next time.